Hey, what's up? This is Sully from Godsmack. Strap on those boots, baby, because you are now in the trenches of the war room with the one and only Mistress Carrie right here on the Mistress Carrie podcast. What's up? This is Joe Rogan, and you're listening to Mistress Carrie. I have so lovely, pretty eyes. Hey, this is Brent from Shinedown, and you're listening to Mistress Carrie. Hey, Carrie, go put your brow on, girl. Hey, this is Steven Tyler, and you'll be listening to the baddest bitch in Boston, Mistress Carrie. What's up? This is Aaron from Stan. And you're listening to Mistress Carrie. Hi, everybody. This is Dave Grohl from the Food Fighters, and you're listening to the one, the only, Mistress Carrie. Hey, this is David from the band Disturbed, and you're listening to the baddest bitch in Boston, Mistress Carrie. Hi, Bruce Dickinson here from Iron Maiden. Yes, indeed. Miss Whiplash herself, Mrs. Carrie, is here to um, unchain your brain. Hi, this is Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and you're listening to Mistress Carrie. This is Dennis Leary. You are listening to my favorite, Mistress Carrie. Hey, this is Corey from Stone Sour, and you're listening to. You have the privilege of listening to Mr. Scary. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Hey, it's Mistress Carrie reporting for duty from MCHQ for episode 157 of the Mistress Carrie podcast. And before we get to this week's guest, Brad Gillis from Night Ranger, I want to remind you about all the great stuff that you can find at mistresscarrie.com. Not only can you find every episode of the Mistress Carrie podcast and every episode of my video show, Cocktails in the War Room, but you'll also find an in-depth concert calendar with all of the shows coming to New England. There's extras like my blog and photo gallery, the links to listen to the Mistress Carrie show on the radio. There's a button where you can message me right here in the studio and... You can check out the online store. If you want to do a little shopping in the store, you'll find everything from t-shirts, tank tops, and hoodies to beanies, baseball, and trucker caps, visors, coasters, and even a concert-approved clear waste bag to take all of those essentials inside sporting events and concerts. You know how picky they can be these days. There's a 7-in-1 bartender tool, coffee mugs, pint glasses, shot glasses, beer koozies, and even baby onesies. You'll find all that and more at mistresscarry.com. My guest this week is Brad Gillis, who for over 40 years has been the guitar player for Night Ranger. But he also played in Rubicon and played guitar for Ozzy. The band's getting ready to go out and spend the summer with Brett Michaels on the Party Gras Tour with Jefferson Starship, Mark McGrath from Sugar Ray, and more. So I sat down with Brad Gillis to talk about his career, his life on the road, the fact that he never got married, how he learned to play the guitar, Night Ranger being featured in the new Ben Affleck movie, Air, his inspiration from the Beatles and Santana, all the way up through the newer music that he loves to listen to at home. And we got a health update on Night Ranger lead singer, Jack Blades. If you want to see Night Ranger in concert, they'll be at the Xfinity Center in Mansfield, Massachusetts on July 21st. You'll find the link to buy tickets in the show notes of this episode, and you'll also find the link to this episode's corresponding playlist with all the music we talk about, and you'll find all of Brad's links and the Night Ranger links, including all of their tour dates for the summer. So allow me to introduce you to Brad Gillis from Night Ranger. Bradley Gillis from Night Ranger. Hello, Mr. Gillis. How are you? I am fantastic. How are you doing? Fine. Today is interview day for our big tour coming up, and you're part of the fun. Just add me to the list. Just another woman on your list to talk to today. Well, you're the only mistress. <laughs> I'll take that. 
What's required to get ready for the party gras? I talked to Brett Michaels. He told me it's going to be the party of the summer. Are you getting extra rest, hydrating? What's required? Oh, no. It's business as usual. But uh, the thing is, we're looking forward to it. You know, I'm used to work. Gosh, this band has been doing this for 40 years. But uh, it's uh, it's going to be a little more fun with, with Brett and the band and everybody because he wants to make it a party. And also... You know, he wants to do a little fun jam at the end of the night with everybody. So we're trying to figure out what classic tunes we're going to jam on at the end to make it fun. And, you know, how Brett put it was, you know, every band coming up and playing their biggest hits. And and so, you know, you can expect, expect hit after hit on this tour, which is a great thing. Um, Brett's a great guy. He reached out to us personally when he was putting this together. We said, sure, let's do this. And, you know, he ended up putting Sugar Ray on it and Steve O'Jerry used to sing for Journey and, of course, the Jefferson Starship on there. Uh, so it should be a lot of fun. Yeah, there's no hits between all of you guys. None at all. One really, really big one. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty to me. That's the one. You said you've been doing it for over 40 years. Does that sound weird coming out of your mouth? Well, you know, you would never think that would be the case because... Uh, so many bands get together and they, you know, recently break up after the second record or whatever, move on, or egos come in and take over and everybody wants to go solo and whatever, whatever. But I got to tell you, we've all got along great. We keep our egos in check. We have a lot of fun on the road. We have a wonderful crew who we've, uh, you know, handpicked to make sure they're, you know, take care of business and they're great to get along with. And because of that, when we've been able to sustain this, 40-year career with the band and you know last year we did 75 shows this year we're probably going to be doing around the same so uh it's great to be working that much now you got to realize too, back in the 80s you know when we came out we were doing over 200 shows a year but we were kids you know we could do that um nobody wants to get on a bus for months anymore so we kind of broke it down to, you know, weekend warrior shows, we call it. We leave on Thursday, fly out on Thursday, play Friday, Saturday, home on Sunday. But this tour with Brett is going to take us probably six weeks long and all over the country. And we're looking forward to it. Yeah, he said that our show, he needed a Friday night because he wanted to make sure that the crazy Bostonians were going to be able to go out and really experience it and then, like, maybe be able to sleep the next day. Yeah, well, there you go. Um, you know, uh, we basically, the tour is Friday, Saturdays and Sundays. Uh, and we've kind of added a few in between and we're doing a few of our shows on our own in between, but you know, Brett wanted to go out and do Friday, Saturdays and Sundays for six weeks. And that was what was originally booked. And now we're just adding things around it. So I think the major markets are those weekends, which is a wonderful thing. He seems like a hard guy to say no to. Well, he's just so positive. He's uh, that guy, man. He knows how to work it, knows how to work a crowd. He uh, stays busy. He's great. He's very business minded and adores us, which is great. And, and re reached out to us personally to, to hop on this tour and uh, made it all happen. And the whole idea of doing the, the jam at the end of the night is going to be a lot of fun, too. That's what you know, that's what's going to make it a big party. Everybody getting up and jamming at the end and just having a good time. And, and we just want everybody to come out and enjoy this because, hey, you know, 
uh, live music is coming back, and I'm sure everybody wants to get out of the house. I have the great fortune of talking to a lot of bands, and you talk about the 40-year career of Night Ranger. I ask this question a lot. I'm curious what your answer is going to be. Is it harder to keep a band together or a marriage together? Well, you're talking to the wrong guy because I've never been married. At, wait, there you never? Go. You made it out I've, ever? I've never been married. So, you know, it's kind of the situation whereas uh, touring so much and not finding the right woman. And uh, I've had... <laughs> I've had a few women leave me because I wouldn't marry him. I said, okay, bye-bye. <laughs> no, you know, he can't, you don't put pressure on a man in that situation. So, uh, no, I've, you know, I've never been married. Um, but, you know, who knows? Maybe someday. <laughs> Maybe someday, he says. Um, can we talk about about your upbringing a little bit and... I have a theory about music that there is the soundtrack to your childhood, the music that you get exposed to growing up, and then one day you discover a song, a band, an album, and you make the decision, okay, that's what I like, and it changes everything. What do you remember hearing growing up, and then what was the song or who was the artist that finally made you kind of find your own musical identity? Well, you know, I could talk about this for hours, but I'll give you clip notes on it because it's kind of a cool story. Right when I was growing up, I was eight years old. The Beatles came out, Rolling Stones, all these great bands. And, you know, saw them in the Ed Sullivan show. And, and, and I said, man, I want to, I want to rock. And now my mother was a, was a, I had an organ around the house. She played organ and sang around the house all the time. My father was in the military, so I had a nice, solid military upbringing. Uh, you know, respect people, you know, be nice to your elders and, uh, you know, get her done, you know. Uh, so, you know, for my eighth birthday, they said, yes, we'll get you a guitar. Stick left. So uh, sure enough, they uh, took me down to the Naval Air Station commissary where they had, you know, every, almost like a Target that had everything, Target store or whatever. I'm married to a Marine, so I know exactly what the commissary is. Yeah, there you go. So they got me an electric guitar and an amplifier. I started taking lessons. You know, my brother being seven years older than me and hanging out with a couple of musicians, um, one of them, one of these musician guitar players came over and said, Brad, why are you learning Mary, you know, had her ch- chart read Mary had a little lamb. He goes, dude, he goes, you know, the guitar chords, you're getting a sense of music. Just listen to the radio. Listen, try to listen by ear, pick up everything you can on the radio and try to figure out where the one, the main chord is and the chords around it and you'll start to get it. Sure enough, that's all I did was listen to the radio. Things were easy uh, back then to to, to comprehend and, and to copy from the radio. I got better and better. Uh, then came the late 60s, 69, 70. My brother had all the greatest records from that era. Led Zeppelin 1, Santana Braxis, you know, Big Brother in the Holy Company, with Janis Joplin, The Doors, you know, all the greatest music back then and I and I would sit in his room, he'd go out every night, I'd sit in his room and put on his records and listen play by ear and listen and try to uh figure out all these chords and learn how to play, right? Uh then I got into lead guitar. I started doing that little by little. And then came my fifth this this is to answer your question, this is the pivotal moment in my life when I knew I wanted to play music. There was a fifth grade talent show in middle school 
And I went up there with my bass player and drummer at the time, and we learned Gloria. Gloria. You know, I don't know if you remember that song. Oh, I know that song. Hell yeah. So we played Gloria. I sang it, you know, played the lead guitar. Pretty simple back then. And after we got done with our song, the crowd screamed. The girls screamed in the audience. And I I jumped back a couple of feet. And I was scared to go, oh, my God. And my bass player goes, they like us. They really like us. <laughs> so I thought, all right. Hey, man, I got together with my buddies. I got my band together. We were called the Invaders. And started getting seriously into music. And played all through high school and dances and parties. And right out of high school, I played clubs five sets a night, five nights a week, which really honed in my chops because I was playing all these different types of music uh, from funk. Because back then in the mid-70s, you know, funk was real popular. Uh, rock and roll and funk and disco and everything. I was playing it all, which uh, kind of like, you know, gave me a broad upbringing musically. Um, and then after that, uh, I got in a band with, uh, you know, with Jack Clay. It's called Rubicon. And uh, March 18th, 1978, we played the Cal Jam 2. And that was that big concert in Ontario Motor Speedway. Uh, and that was Aerosmith and Hart, Dave Mason, Santana. And uh, 250,000 people at that show. Biggest day, biggest show day of my life. And then we morphed into Night Ranger. Got that together. Uh, while we were getting a record deal, uh, there was that tragic passing of Randy Rhodes in the plane crash. And then I jumped in with Ozzy uh, in, in April of 1982, finished out their tour, did the Speak of the Devil record, uh, live Black Sabbath material with Ozzy. And then uh, we had finished Dawn Patrol with Night Ranger. And Rudy Sarzo, the bass player with Ozzy, left to go with Quiet Riot. And I left uh, Ozzy to go with Night Ranger. And 1983, we went on tour with Kiss. And the rest is history. What was the first, like, riff? What was that first one that you that you figured out? Do you remember what it was, sitting in your brother's room trying to figure it out? Uh, yeah, I think it was, uh, I'm Henry the Eighth, I am. Henry <laughs> the Eighth, I am. I am. Uh, I think I learned that. Of course, like I said, I learned Gloria. Um, you know, House of the Rising Sun, that was a tough one. Because uh, of all that ding, 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 but my 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 brother's friend came over and helped me with a lot of that. He uh, he gave me a lot of pointers, and you know directed me towards the radio to uh, you know follow along. So that's why I was that's why it's so cool for me to go in and jam with somebody or sit in with somebody because I learn by ear and I could pick up you know where there's I know roughly where these songs are going and how to adapt and jam along with people. So, um, you know, but I still remember Mary had a little lamb. <laughs> I'm sure you do, Brad. <laughs> I, I ask every songwriter that comes on the show this question, is there a song that you think is the perfect example of songwriting that is so perfectly written that you covet it and wish you wrote it? By any artist of any genre, but you got to break it down and tell me why it's that one. Uh, uh, maybe Hotel California by the Eagles. I mean, the guitar part, intro, is so awesome. Uh, you know, there's a lot of songs. Even going back to the animal, animals, uh, um, 
uh, House of the Rising Sun, awesome chords, you know. Um, you know, a lot of the rock and roll that came out later on were just basic, you know, jam chord chords, you know, power chords and such. But, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, the Beatles, uh, uh, you know, Hendrix. I mean, all uh, there's it's these guitar intro parts that are exciting to me that are were back then were a challenge to learn. You know, I sat down with Beatles records for, you know, so long just learning all those chord changes. I was just enthralled and amazed at uh, McCartney, Lennon, uh, how they put together these, these songs and nothing was, uh, nothing was out of the norm. Everything was unusually cool. And, you know, of course, that's why they had such major success. But the harmonies and melody. They come up so much on the show. Like the rock and roll would be so different if we didn't have them. Exactly. But, uh, you know, I'm all about melody and melodies stands the test of time. And uh, I even incorporate a lot of melodies into my guitar playing because, you know, it's nice to know after you finish it solo that people are going to remember that solo, you know. Um, so I put a lot of effort into my solo on Sister Christian, which is kind of cool because Sister Christian, we just landed that song in the Air movie, the Air, about uh, Michael Jordan, about Nike, uh, uh, with Ben Affleck. And Matt Damon, uh, Christians. That movie's full of Massachusetts boys. We know that movie's coming out. Well, it's out, and Sister Christian is in it. That is so cool. Does it surprise you when you go out on the party gras this summer and you're up on stage playing these iconic songs and you look out in the crowd and you see kids who weren't even alive when the song came out originally? Well, I've talked about this times and basically their parents ended up playing this music around the house and the kids kind of gravitate towards it and the next thing you know they're getting into the you know the old classic 80s rock stuff and realizing that hey this stuff's pretty damn good you know you're uh, the soundtrack the to other people's childhoods now yeah no exactly exactly and I, I, that, I think that's great but you know, I got to tell you, a lot of music coming out in the 90s and stuff, the grunge and everything, there was a lot of great stuff, but a lot of it was downer music. Nothing positive about it, you know? Uh, and, and I, you know, I'm just not into downer music, you know. Uh, I don't want to get into specifics, but I'm into more positive music. Because music is supposed to be fun, positive, and uh, supposed to pick you up, you know? I wake up in the morning. I got music around me all the time, 24-7. I wake up in the morning and I put on music when I'm, you know, take a shower and cleaning up and whatever, doing my chores in the morning, whatever. Uh, I, I put on really cool, soft, softer type music just to level headed when I wake up. And, uh, you know, then I started doing other things around the house, started getting into my music and stuff. But when I started later in the evening, I started playing the heavy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, uh, a lot of newer bands that I really love, you know. I mean, in the morning, I listen to things like Coldplay, and there's another band called Empire of the Sun I absolutely love, and it's just great uh, music to wake up to and, uh, and you know, kind of get your get you level-headed. And then later on, you know, I started listening to, you know, Rammstein and Seether and, you know, Lincoln Park and all this great stuff that's been coming out. And, and uh, you know, uh, um, and... Uh, I, I kind of, you know, I do a lot of music here for, uh, you know, ESPN and Fox Sports and, 
and I place music here and there, there and everywhere. I got a Flamenco track on the Price is Right and stuff like that. So I kind of, uh, you know, then early evening and stuff after dinner, I fire up my music and I start, you know, I kick in about until about midnight, one in the morning, recording stuff. So uh, I'm surrounded by music. Uh, I'm uh, definitely uh, different music puts me in different modes. And whatever I'm recording that night, whatever, I uh, kind of listen to things that are in the same genre to put me in that space. But um, I got to tell you, I'm <laughs> you're re- the only reason it's quiet right now is because I'm, I'm talking to you. Otherwise, <laughs> I have music going. <laughs> well, I appreciate your sacrifice. Um, before I let you go, uh, is is Jack doing well is he recovering he's going to be all good for july 21st at the xfinity center yes he's all good to go he's been doing the hikes and everything he's been flew out to a wedding we're all ready to go everyone's excited well the party gras rolls into the xfinity center coming up july 21st and we'll see you on stage with uh jefferson starship and the brett michaels band mark mcgrath and i am looking very forward to the all-star jam at the end to find out what songs you guys are going to settle on so we'll see you coming up yeah, uh in to July. That out. well good deal. pick some well, good ones you, for Mrs. us Perry. you're welcome come on the show anytime it was so nice to meet you for having me and we'll see you soon you will you'll see me in july all right mrs Perry. thank you honey There he is, the one and only Brad Gillis from Night Ranger. See him on Brett Michaels' Party Gras coming up July 21st at the Xfinity Center in Mansfield, Massachusetts. The link to get tickets is in the show notes of this episode. And if you want all the Night Ranger dates, I've got all the Night Ranger links, Brad Gillis' links, and even my links in the show notes as well. You'll also find the link to this episode's corresponding playlist, filled with all the artists and songs that we talked about in the interview. If you liked what you heard, don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe to the Mistress Carrie podcast. New full-length episodes come out every Wednesday, plus every weekday you get the sit rep, which takes about five minutes and runs down all of your rock news, entertainment updates, and music headlines. And you never know when we're going to release a bonus episode. You can join me every Tuesday night live on my official Facebook page for my video show, Cocktails in the War Room. And as always, you'll find the Mistress Carrie show on the radio. The Mistress Carrie podcast, a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that fantasy points has to offer. That's fantasypoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. Fantasypoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 